0: from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Okay. Um, today's verse is John 6:35. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. John 6.35, it's very, very clear. Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be thirsty, and whoever believes in me will never be hungry. Now, think about it. Now, to better understand, when Jesus declared about that, to better understand, let us start with the description of this bread. The description of of this bread. In the Gospel of John, he clearly mentioned the description of this bread. Okay? What is the description of this bread? Or who is this bread of life? As we know, this is a declaration from the very mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am the bread of life. Now, number one, we can learn. I want you guys to open your Bibles to John chapter 6. Um, we're going to be jumping from one verse to the next, but we can, we can um, learn that this bread is not just like this bread. It's not a thing. This bread is a person, and that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. This bread of life is not made or distributed by your favorite bakery shop here in town, Walmart or whatsoever. Okay, this bread... This bread has life. This bread is a life giver. This bread is sent from heaven by, by God, not made out of something. Because this bread is a person, bur, born of a virgin birth, who dwelt among us, as far as the Bible is concerned. He was he suffered. He was crucified died and buried, and on the third day, raised from the dead, ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And we talk about that from our previous um, series, and that is the bread of life. He is a person, and his everlasting name is what? I am. That's his everlasting name. So this bread is a person. The second thing that we can learn here is that this bread has a power. Now, listen to this. When Jesus declared himself as the bread of life, he also declared his power along with it saying, he who comes to me, very, very clear, he who comes to me never go what? Never go hungry. And he who believes in me will what? Will never be thirsty. Now, notice the word never. Never go hungry and never go thirsty. Now, that's the power of this bread. This is the power of this bread. Well, I'm going to talk more about that later on. But here's another description of that bread. This bread is not just a person. This bread not not only has a power, but this bread has a promise. Now listen to this. When Jesus declared himself as the bread of life, he declared it with promises for those who want it. For those who want it. Now I want you to take note about the word whoever. So this means to say, um, Jesus is available to anybody, regardless of who you are, regardless of your culture, regardless of the color of your skin, regardless where you are from. Jesus Christ said, Whoever comes to me, whoever comes to me. Now, look at this promise. He said, I am telling you the truth. I am telling you the truth. This is the very truth that that comes from the very mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ. That He said, he who believes in me has everlasting life. That's the promise of God. He said, I am the bread that came down from heaven, which a man may eat and not die. The second promise of God, not die verses 47 to 51 of chapter 6 of John and this bread he said is my flesh which I will give for the life of the world this flesh this bread of life is the what is the life of the world he said that's the promise of the great I am now the other description that we can learn from this bread is that This bread has a price. Here's another truth that came from the very mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, he said in verse 53 of chapter 6 of John, he said, Unless, the word unless, this is a very conditional. Somebody should make a decision, he said, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. You have no life in you. Okay, let's do inhale. Go. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. Now, when you inhale, when you breathe, breathe in, breathe out, what does it mean? What does it mean? You must still be because alive. Breathing is a sign of what is a sign of life why did jesus say unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink of his blood you have no life in you wait 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 that doesn't that doesn't make any sense no life in you so what's the price what does it mean i believe This is a figurative language that Jesus Christ is using here. But notice, I want you to take note because it's kind of hard to understand here. John 6.53, the consequence. Let us look at the consequences of believing. Because the Bible is pretty clear that the consequences of believing is to have life in His name. Eternal life is the consequences of believing. Resurrection of the last day is the consequences of believing. Remaining or abiding in verse fifty six, also a consequence of believing Jesus' words. Um, John six fifty seven: You will live forever because of me. Is the consequence of believing in the I am, the resurrection, and the life. The other one, John six fifty eight: You will live forever. Is the consequence of eating the of eating of the living bread, which is believing in the Lord as well. So what I'm trying to see here, it is pretty clear that the consequences of putting one's faith in Jesus or believing in Jesus are the same as eating the flesh and drinking His blood. You got to believe that's the price of this bread. You got to believe because the, the, the Bible is so clear about telling us that unless you eat and drink of His blood, you have no life in you. Remember that this bread... The promise of this bread is life, for he is the bread of life. Now, this is a very strong and extreme metaphor for faith. So this bread of life should be taken by coming to Christ. It is eaten by him who believes on him, and it satisfies every need. The second truth that we can learn from this passage is this, the validation of the bread. Look at the the validation of the bread. Number one, this bread was validated by the miracle. The feeding of the 5,000 miracle was a type of himself. The type of Jesus Christ. A foreshadow of being the bread of life. He walked on the water. He healed the people. He raised Lazarus from the dead. Out of his power and control, he calmed the sea. He proved to them that He is indeed the bread of life, the promised Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one that the Jews have been waiting for. But again, the religious leaders question Jesus Christ about who He is. If you are the Messiah, if you are the bread of life, what signs and wonders can you show to us? Because our forefathers, they ate manna in the wilderness. This bread was validated validated by the manna. When the religious leaders asked Jesus about it, what in the world? This, during this time, Jesus Christ just performed the Feeding of the 5,000. What was that about? Was it just a trick or what? They were not convinced that Jesus is indeed the bread of life, the Messiah. No, they were not. And Jesus told them, it is not Moses that has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives the true bread from heaven, and that true bread is me and no other, who gives life to the world. I do believe that this manna was a type of Jesus Christ him, himself, because it speaks of it, it speaks of him. You know, manna in Exodus chapter sixteen was described as small. It's like flecks; it's very small. Now, a preacher, a preacher named Alan he described it as Christ's humility. Manna was small, so it, it, it described um, Christ's humility. It was round. This speaks of Christ's eternal nature. Jesus did not have his beginning in Bethlehem, but he has always been. It was white. If you, if you read Exodus chapter 16, that, that's, that's how the Bible described manna. This speaks of the sinless, holy nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. Manna only came at night. Jesus came to a world lost in spiritual darkness and gave them light and life. That manna, the literal meaning of manna is what is it? Misunderstood by those who found it during the, 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 the exiles of, of, of the Israelites in the wilderness. Jesus was misunderstood by the very people he came to save. He was misunderstood sufficient for every month's need. Jesus is the all-sufficient Savior. It was described as sweet to the taste. Those who receive Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior find Him to be sweet to the soul and satisfying to the life. And ex- Exodus 16.32 says, be kept and passed on to others. The same way with Jesus. He is to be shared with those Cross our path. So the manna is actually a shadow that Jesus is the bread of life. It was just a shadow. God sent manna for a few reasons during the Israelites' time in the desert. He wanted to meet the physical need. God wants the Israelites to practice trust and obedience, to rely on Him fully on a daily basis. God wanted to foreshadow the most important manna from heaven and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. This bread was validated by the Master. This bread was validated by the Master, just as God provided manna to the Israelites to save them from starvation. Listen to this. He has provided Jesus Christ for salvation of our souls. Jesus told them, I am the ultimate living bread from heaven sent by the Father. The literal manna temporarily saved the Israelites from physical death. The spiritual manna saves us from eternal death. Look at the difference. He said, whoever, whoever partakes of me will live forever. And I guarantee, Jesus said, whoever believes in me will never die. But the Israelites, eventually they died after eating those manna. Whoever partakes of me will never die. Lastly, the provision of the bread. What is the provision of the bread? Now, this bread is the source of satisfaction. This bread is the source of satisfaction. Verse 35, you can read that. All of us chase something for satisfaction. May it be with your relationships, your friendships, career, educational attainment, school, hobbies, food, or whatever. We tend to be stressed out, looking for the source of satisfaction. And unfortunately, none of these or none of those can really satisfy us deeply. Jesus, being the bread of life, being the bread of life, assures that He is the only source of satisfaction, saying whoever comes to me, once again, whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. It is through believing in Jesus as the great, atoning sacrifice that you will be perfectly satisfied, that your sins will be blotted out, your sins will be forgiven, your soul will be purified, and your relationship will be restored with the Father. I am the bread of life. I am the only source of satisfaction because in Jesus, we experience continual satisfaction of our highest, highest spiritual needs because the the superiority of Christ To the manna consists in this, that while it satisfied only bodily needs, for a time, He satisfies spiritual needs forever. This bread is the source of protection. Verses 37 to 40, this bread is also the source of protection. After coming, remember the word coming, and believing in the true living bread. In the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, we are told, you will never, again, the word never, you will never drive away. I like this. The word never. This is the third time being used in the passage. In him, that means security. You will never drive away. Never to be cast away nor forgotten for everyone who looks to the sun of man and believes in Him, shall have eternal life. And I, and I, Jesus, will raise Him up at the last day. You will never be forgotten because the truth is He saved us to take us home in heaven with Him someday. Are we all excited about that? That's the truth. That's the promise of God given. That's protection. He will never forget about you. If you believe in Him, if you come to him and have that relationship with him, he said, I will never forget you, I will never drive you away, I will take you with me to heaven someday. I don't know when would that be. And the other thing that we can find here, the other provision that we can learn is this this bread is the source of redemption. Verse 51 what a blessed assurance it is to be in the Lord because He is the living bread. This living bread not only lives in Himself, but is life-giving. As I have told you, this this bread cannot give you life. But when Jesus declared Himself as the bread of life, I am the source of life. That's what Jesus is trying to tell the Israelites. I am the source of life. I am the living bread, He said. And the promise is given that those who eat this bread will what? we we'll live forever. Forever is in Christ alone. Marriages can be broken. Relationships can be broken. There is no such thing as forever. So forever is in Christ alone. How is that possible? Now the rest of the verse tells us that, that the bread that He will give us is His flesh, which He will give for the life of the world. Now what does it mean? Definitely the word was pointing out forward to what? To His death on the cross that He would give His life. That He would give His flesh as a ransom for sinners like you and me. His flesh, His body would be broken. His blood would be poured out for cleansing and remission, remissions of sins. Being the Lamb of God, He would die as a substitute to pay for the penalty that sense demanded, which is what? Which is death. Why did he do that? Because he said, for the life of the world is me. This world is dead without Christ. This world has no life without me. That's why I am here, sent by the Father from heaven to be the life of this world because without me, this world is dead. This world has no life. His death at Calvary is sufficient, not just for the Jews, but also for us Gentiles. That is redemption. The religious leaders asked Jesus, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, very simple, he said, believe in the one that he has sent. Believe is the key. Many people in this world are seeking to earn their way to heaven by good works. But again, good works do not precede salvation. They follow it. As William MacDonald says, the only good work a sinner like me can do is to confess his sins and receive Christ as his Lord and personal Savior. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven. And gives life to the Lord, uh, to, to the world. And he said it again. He said, I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. Whoever comes to me will never be thirsty. And whoever believes in me will never be hungry. And for the last time he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Coming and believing to the Lord Jesus Christ is the key. Pope John Paul II, or Pope John Paul II, says, Farmers were everywhere provide bread for all humanity, but it is Christ alone who is the bread of life. Even if all the physical hunger of the world were satisfied, even if everyone who is hungry were fed by his or her own labor, or by the generosity of others, the deepest hunger of man would still exist. Therefore, I say, come, all of you, to Christ. He is the bread of life. Come to Christ, and you will never, ever be hungry again. No matter what you are facing right now, look to the great I am. I need help. God says I am. I need hope. I need peace. I need love. God says I am. I I need a provider. God says I am. I need a true friend. God says I am. I need a healer. God says, I am. I can't hold on anymore. God says, I am. I need a first start. God says, I am. I am not good enough. God says, I am. I cannot do it. God says, I am. The provision of man met the physical need, but not the spiritual need. Mana did satisfy temporally, but Jesus can satisfy us eternally. Mana cannot keep us alive or did not keep them alive forever, but Jesus promised to give eternal life. Believe the living bread of life and be saved. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your promises. Thank you for being the bread of life. What a blessing, Father. Lord, the world is definitely hungry for satisfaction. Help us, Lord, to tell them that you are the source of that satisfaction. The world is hungry for fellowship. The world is hungry for relationship. And yet, Lord, you are telling us this morning that you are the only source of that relationship. We need friends that would love us and not betray us, but you are the only friend that could do that because you are the I Am. You are all we need, Father, and help us to understand that, Lord. As your word said, we get to come to you. We got to believe in your son, Jesus Christ, who is the life of this world. We need you, Father. And Lord, please prepare our hearts. Prepare our hearts, Lord, as we continue to journey with you. We, we may find ourselves, Lord, faithful and satisfied with the relationship that we have in your God. Thank you for being the bread of life. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. We praise you, and we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, guys, for worshiping with us. We don't need to go anywhere to find that satisfaction. We just have to come to Jesus and believe in him, and you will be. God bless you, and see you next week. Thank you, guys.